John, which part that you fell asleep to is your favorite? Oh my god, what have I done? Eggs Benedict Cumberbatch. Who the fuck is singing? Yeah, again, I don't know why I'm defending any of this. Okay, so I was right. Suck it, Zach. Love I it. will I fucking end you. <laughs> oh no, and this is the crazy thing about balls. Like, the more... The more <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Middle of the Row, the podcast. This week, it is episode 48, and we are reviewing Disney's Christopher Robin. It is... Hook meets Winnie the Pooh would be the one-sentence um, synopsis for this movie. Uh, it follows a grown-up Christopher Robin who um, rediscovers his old uh, hundred-acre... Hundred or thousand? Hundred. Hundred. Hundred-acre forest friends. And surprisingly, Rufio was there. <laughs> but this time... Rufio. Rufio. All in uh, live action with some um, CGI poo and friends. Um, not poo. <laughs> CGI poo. <laughs> I could, I'm not going to be able to make it through this. Guy. Yeah, we might um, just need to call him Winnie. <laughs> I'm trying to be mature. No, it's I'm poo for sure. Gregor calls him poo adult. like a hundred times in this movie. Um, but, yeah. So, um... I was I always enjoyed the Winnie the Pooh. I think there was a show back in the day, wasn't there? Like a yes. Saturday morning cartoon version. <laughs> you enjoyed it so much Doesn't... you don't even know what it was. Well, no, I just couldn't remember. Was I seeing the movies or was there a show? I th- and I think there was I didn't a show. watch it, but I'm pretty there were, sure there, there was a were show. Movies and a show. There's like very. They're also like super old mixes of live act, live action and cartoons, and then there's yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed, I remember enjoying the cartoon when I, watching it when I was younger, and I actually really enjoyed the most recent movie that came out a couple, oh shit, 2011, a long time ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, bring back the Zoe Deschanel version of the Winnie the Pooh song, by the way. It was great. Uh, but oh, I like the one in this one. No, it was good, but I really like the, the, the Zoe one. Um, yeah, but you're obsessed with her. Yeah, well, what can you do? Um, the but I was a really big fan of that. Looking at IMDb, I gave it nine out of ten. I wonder if I'd still say that today. But uh, yeah, Winnie the Pooh can be very lovely and enjoyable. Um, but spoiler, I did not find this movie to be anything remotely like that. But Ben reviewed the movie for the site. And was pretty much quite the opposite of me. So I'll let him. Yeah, I was going to say, as a... soon as he said that, I expected the worst from you. <laughs> yeah, Ben, go ahead. Tell us what you've, your, your thoughts on this one. So, like you said, it is it is Hook meets Winnie the Pooh. Uh, and I I loved Hook. You know, I still love Hook. Uh, and I grew up with I'm Winnie the Pooh. I'm a Hook fan. What? I'm a Hook fan. Okay. I grew up with Winnie the Pooh as well when I was younger. It was one of the staples of my very early childhood. Uh, I watched, you know, the older the older movies, some of the TV show. I remember we had this one that was like a, it was like a horror 
esque movie. It was like, oh no, they're thinking mm-hmm. they think someone's trying to break into the house, but it's just the pizza guy. Uh, <laughs> and that movie cut about like two minutes before it ended into a recording of Edward Scissorhands, which scarred me <laughs> for for quite a while. Um, I couldn't come back to that movie for a long. So did time. you think? Did you like imagine that? Edward Scissorhands was the pizza man that was Yeah, in his in. memory, Edward Scissorhands just like Kool-Aid man through the door. <laughs> oh, yeah! Snip, snip. But, With um, one piece of pizza on each, um... Scissor. On each, uh, scissor. That's how he cuts the pizza. Your pizza man sounded like a lot like the Rick and Morty, um, Freddy Krueger character. Not like the... <laughs> not like... Scary Terry. Scary Terry. That was it. Scary um, Terry. Um... I and I went into this movie with very high expectations. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just like you were very the, excited for like this. The, yeah, the first trailer, like I teared up a little bit as soon as he goes Christopher Robin and you see Winnie the Pooh and it's just this like it's like borderline emotional and nostalgic terrorism just weaponized and sent to the masses. But it, it's it's and the film is just to me that's that's all it is. It's. I mean, it doesn't pan, it never panders to that nostalgia, but it has it just seeping throughout it, and it's it's a heartfelt, fun story. It's cliche. I mean, this has happened before, like you said, Hook and many other movies. Um, uh, the guy, the guy who they have voicing Winnie the Pooh uh, and Tigger, because they I guess they cut Chris Chris O'Dowd shortly before the film was out. They cut him and put. Um, the guy who voiced Winnie the Pooh also voiced Tigger in a lot of the older stuff, so they he did Tigger as well. Uh, and he was, you know, as good as I remember when I was a kid. Those voices brought all these memories back of all the awesome times in the Hundred Acre Wood. I would watch them uh, as a kid. And it's just a really sweet movie. Uh, I think Ewan McGregor's car- Christopher Robin was great. I mean, it's like his his... The beginning montage with him was fantastic. Set up how, you know, the kid Christopher Robin became this this different person than he was as a kid. Uh, and I just enjoyed it thoroughly throughout. Lauren. Uh, yeah, I'll say that overall, I definitely enjoyed the movie. I would say the story in the real world was definitely cliched and like I wasn't that interested in any of the stuff about his work and all that stuff and like we were talking about oh I guess he won't be earlier because it was the last week's episode in Mission Impossible (laughs) it's like Haley Atwell I love Haley Atwell and I wish she had gotten more to do in this movie but you know as much as the movie was about her relationship with her husband he couldn't learn to appreciate her by just her being there. It had to be Winnie the Pooh that made him learn that. <laughs> but but I'll say that I don't know. I found it like I never watched Winnie the Pooh growing up. I don't know why. I just it was never something that I did. But um I would say I kind of the kind watching this movie kind of made me bummed like I missed out because these characters they just had such personality and I don't know. It was just like I was bummed to come on this movie that it was just now that I was experiencing these characters, if that makes sense. If you, yeah, if you liked yeah. them in this movie, you have a lot more, uh, go watch some of the older stuff. It, they're, they're even better. And there's less distractions with the, because I'm with you. I agree. The, I thought the, the, the work angle was just very, 
thought was super cliched and just like very paint by numbers, everything going mm-hmm. on with Christopher Robin's life. And the high point of the movie was the, there, there's, I don't think this is too spoilery to say, but there's a sequence of when uh, Christopher Robin is back in the hundred acre wood. And that was my favorite part of the movie. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, I realized there was still probably an hour left in this or, or half hour left. <laughs> After yeah. that, and I was like, "Oh God, more of this." So, um, and I just but, want all you guys to know that Eeyore's voice is the voice I hear when I think of Scout talking, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because the I remember once they uh, I forget his name, but it's it's the older brother in uh, Brad Garrett. Yeah, once Brad they Garrett. cast him, I saw like I was just like, "Oh shit, that is the best person they could get for Eeyore." Like that is they nailed. Did he that. play him in that last animated movie too? Uh, I think I so. Oh, did he? But also, but also that's not like his voice as Robert on Everybody Loves Raymond is actually very different from his actual voice. Like his actual voice is actually significantly higher. So I remember seeing him in a couple other things after Everybody Loves Raymond and being like, "Oh, that's what Brad Garrett actually sounds like." So I just I just wanted to mention that um, he did not play him in the previous one. It looks like they had maybe the original guy playing him. Um, doesn't matter. Bud Lucky Peter played Capaldi. him. I say that like I've seen him do anything. I just recognize the name. Yeah, he was. Uh, oh, he was he's a Doctor Who. Well, yeah, and, I know I know who he yeah. is because of just oh. I'm immersed in nerd culture. I've just yeah. never oh. actually seen him do anything. I think. Um, John. Oh, sorry, oh, Lauren. He was in World War Z. No, that's all. Go on. <laughs> um, this movie doesn't make any sense. How are these animals talking? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say, like, I, like, I think the thing I appreciate about this movie is, and I think it's funny that we watched this movie after watching. Sorry to not bother. Sorry to bother you, but there's a really strong, like, subversive anti-capitalist kind of message in this movie, actually. And Speed Racer, um, don't forget Speed Racer. <laughs> we, we we hear all about the like subverting the like system here at middle of the row. Um, oh, just a quick shout out. Now that you're mentioning that, if you guys haven't yet, go look at the Onions video review of Christopher Robin. Just just trust me on that. It's great. Okay, I will, wait I'm, I will... till after you listen to us talk about the movie. <laughs> yes, yes, this is true. <laughs> um, no, so, like, I liked that this was, and, again, at the same time, it was very much, like you guys were saying, like, typical of some of those movies with the, with those themes that we've seen before. Like, Hook was a prime example of, like, getting back to this sort of childish simplicity that wasn't, that isn't necessarily more ignorant, but, like, maybe more pure, um, which is great. And it, I, I loved, like, the tone and the aesthetic that they created to... Uh, match that and even like sort of like uh, the tone the, the tone. Dichot- the dichotomy between like sort of the scene the the lighting and oh sorry i just hit myself in the face with my mic um the lighting and the brightness and the vividness of the colors when he was a kid in the hundred acre wood to uh the scenes around london and the scenes when he was trying to like find his friends like the the stuff live and whatever uh the hundred wake the the hundred acre wood gang is what i'll call them um where it like even though he was interacting with them it was still kind of dark because he still hadn't 
really bought into uh, that philosophy of almost simplicity to like at the very end to when he was there with his spoiler alert to the happy ending. I'll just say the happy ending where um, things were again bright and vivid and colorful. Like I, I loved all of it, but at the same time, I think maybe the message was like, it could have gone deeper. I think like it, it was all very thorough esque, but maybe not necessarily very concrete. Like, Obviously, the idea of, like, no, there are things that need to be valued more than material possessions, such as family and such as, like, friendships and the things uh, and what those represent. Um, but then, like, Pooh would throw out, like, Yoda-esque statements, like, what's your favorite day today? Like, what the hell yeah. is that supposed to mean? Like, who <laughs> oh are you? Oh, my God. If, if I cross-stitched, there would be so many pillows on my couch <laughs> right now with these sayings. <laughs> Like I need to embroider some stuff, guys. That's one of that's something Pooh has said. God, that's something Winnie has said for years. Like that's your Pooh talks to you too. <laughs> like I, I love no, I love that Ben, and I and I get that that's part of the character. But then also at the same time, it's like, what are these colloquialisms that are supposed to be like really pithy, but are kind of nonsensical and kind of point towards again. Like they a, made perfect sense. Like a Thoreau-esque <laughs> sort of like abandoned materialism in the material world and stri- strive for the things that are immaterial. Like I get that. But like, I don't know. They just seemed like kind of lofty for loftiness sake and Yoda-esque for Yoda-esque-ness sake, I suppose. Um, so yeah, um, I guess I was kind of like back and forth about this movie. But it was also Listen. like British, and I, I love British things. So Listen. that was also good. <laughs> Pooh can stay in the Hundred Acre Woods, and I enjoy him and his fun, t- loving shenanigans that go on there when it's fun and happy and not dour. Paddington's got London on lock. We don't need Pooh in London, okay? Quick we already got question. one great bear <laughs> in, in London. <laughs> one great bear is all we need. And Paddington, Paddington Two is a million times better than this movie, and feels original. And actually pulled at my heartstrings. I cared about these characters. Um, This was just this felt like Eeyore all the time, but not charming in his little sadness. It was just like so mopey and dark and dire. And I don't know. I I loved it. uh, Yeah, I thought it was pretty cheery. (laughs) It was like always scout. Oh my gosh. But But no, I just had a quick question from the show. Are Humphlops or Huffleups and Woozles real? I don't remember. I I think that was a movie. I I never saw that movie. I think they always talked about them, but they never like saw them. At least in the stuff. So was this supposed this whole show supposed to be like an analogy or just symbolic? No, the Huffleup thing was like uh that was definitely a whole movie based on that. And there was like a pink elephant looking thing, I thought. I'm gonna I don't know. It. I'm it's gonna possible. Google it. I don't know. I still think about the land of milk and honey every once in a while, but the heffalumps are lost on me. Like I, don't know. I said, I, I, like, I. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I liked what John was saying a little bit, and I might have misheard you because Carpenter just hit a home run and I'm not at all distracted. Whoop, whoop. But uh, when you were talking about nostalgia and stuff, it made me think, like, I didn't really think about it while I was watching the movie. But, like, just how, and you were talking about saturation, that's what you were talking about, but just how desaturated the characters were, 
Like, they looked like worn stuffed animals, and I appreciated the design of the characters and, like, how oh, Winnie yeah, the Pooh actually true, yeah. had those, like, teddy bear legs that would yeah. shift in those no, sockets. I, but then that was I also appreciated that the g- film, the, the, I appreciated the effects and the way that the character design, I, but I wish they were doing something fun and exciting. I don't know. I was bored yeah. out of my fucking mind watching this movie, <laughs> and... You know, like, you just yes. need to find a balloon and like yes, trees and woman with dog. Sounds like Zach needs street. a little, little poo in his life. Every you just now need and a little again. train ride. Take a poo, poo. on a train ride. Poo and Eeyore did have their moments that you would laugh at, but ultimately, it was just too much sad sack. Like. I don't know. Now, I have, and like I, obviously, I have... like hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Obviously, the solution is just sitting there right in front of Krista Robin's face to be a better fucking parent and husband, and it just delays and delays to the end, so you can. Ha- I don't know. And like, like the there, fact that there's... he, I don't know if there's but any, you know, but he goes back and learns his nothing, lesson to Zach. like be. <laughs> He learns he learns his valuable lesson when he goes and plays with these guys again and then he's just like, "Nope, I'm going to go on being a horrible um role model and f- husband in my family's life." And but okay, I will I, I will know. say I think that also kind of mimics sort of like the path of of re- relapse that we have when we try to recapture sort of um like that sense of purity or a wholeness that we like may or may not have used to have like we get glimpses of it and relive it and we think oh it's so good but then we get sucked back in like it's never it's never a complete thing and i do i do guess it's i maybe now that we're talking about it i kind of feel compelled by the idea well it it took his daughter like risking a lot to try to like care about his job to realize that like oh the job isn't the thing that matters though that that was the thing that I've I've said I've been focusing on for the sake of my family, but really I've just been focusing on it for itself, itself's sake, as opposed to my daughter and my wife. And so like I love I love the idea that it took her caring about something that he shouldn't have been caring about, but caring about it for his sake. Yeah, you know, yeah. providing for-, for your family is not important. <laughs> well, no, but he was he was he was focused like he no, was obsessed I know. I'm with just being like obnoxious. Yeah. That's, uh, so that I actually have a, quite, a couple questions for you guys. One of them is regarding this kind of. I've seen I've seen a few reviews that have um, they've they've basically said that Winnie the Pooh or Christopher Robin this film kind of like vilifies hardworking parents. It's like, do you guys see that? I I don't really. I think it, it. I mean, I think it, I think we it's, don't necessarily. I think it, yeah. It's I don't just, think it vilifies him. I <laughs> yeah, just don't I think. think it's just, I think it's like, a lesson he, in balance as opposed to this person's so focused. Like Christopher on that. Robin is not a villain in any way, shape, or form in this movie. He's doing what he thinks he's supposed to do, and I, the movie's but, more well, about. I mean, he's still he's still doing the job at the end of the movie, and. His job's not going to change a whole lot. He just came up with a way that they're not going to fire everybody. I'll He's... I'll just say, sorry, go on. No, I, I go ahead. Well, I was just going to speak from personal experience. My dad, he when he worked at Anheuser Busch, he worked from like he would go to work at like six a.m. Like I wouldn't see him in the morning, and then he would get home super late at night. 
But he always, like, I never, looking back at it, I don't feel like I had an absentee dad in any way, shape, or form. Like, he was still a great dad, and he took time with us and everything. And I think the, so I don't think they vilified working parents in this so much as, like, I don't know, like, when he was with her, he wasn't appreciating who she wanted to be. Yeah. And so it was yeah. just his a see, problem in his parenting and not a prob- problem in his work ethic. Yeah, and that's what I see. It's like this, this, it's like he, he wasn't like, it's not saying you need to focus only on your kids. It's just like you need to have a balance. It's like you need to be there for yeah. your kids, but you also, you know, have to do your job. Yeah, and you I know if de- she wants to read Treasure Island or whatever that book is, let her read it. <laughs> it's also, also bumping that- <laughs> up a weird society, a, a big societal difference between us and England and sending children away to boarding school. Well, yeah. And especially like how that was much more common a thing back in the day than it yeah, was what, now. When did this movie take place? The 60s? N- there was no. a war. Which war was it? It was post-World War Two, I believe. Okay, so let me double check. Okay, so it'd probably it. be no. The I don't 50s. think it was the '60s though. It was like probably early the 50s. '50s, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I didn't have a problem with that. I mean, I, I that 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 was not my hang-up. I I just did not find the movie fun or interesting. And well, clearly and, you are a woozle. <laughs> <laughs> Keep my uh, give me my poo animated. <laughs> There's some gifts of that, I'm sure. Wasn't there, like, one in the Emoji movie? <laughs> yeah. Um, Patrick are, Stewart. <laughs> are, we, are, we, are we in spoiler territory, kind of? Sure, spoilers. Spoilers! Okay. So, spoilers? Sure. Spoilers! 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 Um, was there anything vaguely sexual about the neighbor that I was just... Like, yeah, I didn't know what was he, going on with he, that guy. Was, Did you find him sexual? He seems <laughs> too obsessed with playing like gin and rummy. He was yeah, just, he was just wanted to fuck Christopher So you're Robin. saying gin and rummy was code for something? He was just what'd strange. you say? <laughs> what did you what'd you say? I missed it. He, he just wanted to fuck Christopher Robin, I think. Oh well yeah. But <laughs> I think he was... And maybe the cat he had in his coat. <laughs> Like he just seemed way too eager, and it, it and it was never played off in like an actual like kind of lonely sort of like pathetic. Yeah, it like, was definitely weird. Like neighbor, <laughs> it was just like like what's the point of this character? I like I'm so confused by the point of this character. Like, is he canon? Yeah. Like, it's I don't like know. my wife and I want to play gin rubby <laughs> with you, but also I killed my wife in here, and I'm just secretly <laughs> wanting to get with you now. Oh my gosh, um. I like if anything I just That's I That's the Sorry. I just I want to I want a side movie. I want a spin-off surrounding this man and his well, like toils and what troubles was, and what like was that turn movie? of the we century just had England. The George Clooney movie this year? Oh yeah, Suburb- Suburbicon. Or, yeah, that. We need his version of that movie. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um I don't know. Man, I really like. I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't really have a whole lot to say against the movie. I just it just committed the the worst sin for me in a movie, and that it was just boring to me. You know, yeah. it committed the worst scene or worst scene. It committed the worst sin in a movie for me as well. It made an ET reference. What? When? When the when the animals threw the ball back. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I also I was very confused. So. 
the hundred acre gang, hundred acre wood gang, um, <laughs> are half talking they're, animals they're and more half posse, really. stuffed. Yeah. Animated some of them animal like yeah I I mentioned what you, that wait what what do you mean I mentioned that in my review like owl and rabbit are like anthropomorphized uh, an anthropomorphized rabbit and owl whereas like Winnie yeah. the Pooh is a stuffed bear piglet's stuffed I mean there's some pretty realistic yeah, piglet, looking yeah. stuffed animals out there guys <laughs> yeah but no, ra- I, rabbit and owl don't look like they're stuffed wait, animals yeah. though. It is definitely a different style. I can give you that. Yeah, and it's just like it was a little weird, like because I know rabbit. Rabbit looks even in the older stuff. Rabbit is drawn more like an actual rabbit than the rest are yeah. drawn. So I guess that's what they were going for. Because like owl is also less like animated style. He looks like a regular owl in the old cartoons. But then how did this group get together? Like I want an origin story now. It's Christopher like, Robin yeah. t- takes them into the. 100 acre wood and plays together with them yeah wait so you're saying he took he full-on air butted this thing took some animals to an island and left them there no it's all imaginary isn't it but it's not because other people react to him so they're very much real theory it's like they're all different parts of christopher robin's personality like Pooh is the obsessive well that's what i was asking earlier if this was supposed to be symbolic well some people say they are like yeah i think i mean i think that's definitely yeah, the definitely the I think before this is the first time that those characters have been interacted with anybody outside child Christopher Robin, I think. And that so, I've ever and, seen. Okay, here's a gripe. Like and again, maybe this is like going against or like neglecting the actual point of the movie. But the rules of this make no sense then. Like what? if Well that like, was a that was a that was a point. What do you mean? It's he said, like Winnie the Pooh even said, it's like it, it's where it, like this stuff is where it needs to be. It happens when it needs yeah. to happen. What the fuck does that mean? It's it's just like Alice in Wonderland. You know, you go down the rabbit hole. They're there and they're real. They're just not in the same plane of earth. They're not in the real world. Alternate <laughs> when you dimensions. bring them over, I guess. Yeah, alternate. When you dimensions. enter the poo dimension, you get to hang out <laughs> with living creatures <laughs> that are anthropomorphized along uh, with your stuffed animals the poo dimension that's that's great Did, but okay so this <laughs> is kind of similar to of these movies that they've rebooted old fran whatever whatever you fuck you want to call them um i found pete's dragon much more successful than this movie and i, I just, have not I, seen the old or you haven't new seen pete's that dragon, has anybody so. else seen the new pete's dragon Pete's Dragon is definitely trying to do its own thing, where this is that de- feels like definitely like just like a real world extension of the old cartoons, with sad faces all the time. But um, there was only one. Eeyore was the only sad one. No, but Eeyore's always sad. He's supposed to be sad. Yeah, but yeah. So why are you complaining about depressed. Eeyore being sad? I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm not complaining about Eeyore being sad. I'm complaining about the whole movie being fucking sad. Eeyore's funny, and and charming when he's a sad sack bumped against all the fun and excitement happening in the hundred acre wood when you throw him into super dour world of christopher robin moping around everywhere I, he was still funny but it's it's, it's le- it works less so see it, i didn't see it that way at all i thought it was yeah, like, i definitely didn't see it that way i think it was like once Christopher Robin got to the Hundred Acre Wood, his attitude changed, and he got happier and happier. The place got brighter he and brighter. He started playing pretend. Yeah, he like he he fought off the the heffalump. 
Like I said, my favorite part of the movie. I enjoyed that portion of the movie. That felt true to the Winnie the Pooh mythos and idea of what the stories and characters are supposed to be, world they're supposed to be inside. It just, everything outside of that felt so filled with dread and dourness. I don't know. My question for you then is this. Would you have enjoyed a story that involved more of the daughter playing with the stuffed yes. animals or do you I, wish I was actually the daughter no i actually i was i couldn't believe it took that long for the daughter to get involved mm-hmm. with I, I actually thought they she wasn't going to for a minute there and i was like what the fuck is this movie doing like why is they why is the girl not going into hunter acre wood and uh because she was working i know <laughs> well that's what i that's what i really i hope we do get another another what was her name uh shoot because um, I wanted to be Madeline. Madeline. The IMDb list is very long. It's in Madeline. Stupid yeah, so order. I want like a Madeline Robin movie where so it's a sequel, but it's Madeline and the Hundred well, Acre Wood might That'd be awesome. That? Yeah, I would love that. I would love to go back. Oh, to okay. The reason I was confused and didn't see her on the IMDb list is because her photo is black and white. So I assume she was one of the old people. <laughs> <laughs> um, She's just classy. I. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that was part of my struggle with the movie, too, is, like, I kept on wondering when they were going to pivot to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it would happen after Christopher went back there, too, maybe. I yeah. don't know. I just I just didn't need the silly... I get, and not that it can't work. I mean, the, the fucking premise of Paddington 2 is he goes to fucking jail. And that it works. What what is this a Medea movie? <laughs> but um, Paddington but yeah, three I, Paddington in space. Yes. <laughs> uh, he probably totally will. It'd be great. Um, random but, Paddington thing. Do you guys see the Pomeranian that looks like Paddington that goes is going around the internet right now? <laughs> no. I'll, I'll just it send up. it to you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I was. I mean, I think the movie didn't engage, wasn't engaging me regardless, but that was just something that was definitely in the back of my head was like, why aren't we getting Madeline to get to know these guys sooner? And we didn't even really get that much just, of them together. It was supposed to be know. Christopher Robin's story and they had trouble putting well, the other characters I thought his story focus. was lame. And oh no, Haley, I can I can definitely agree with that. And like, Haley Atwell we gotten, was brutally underused. As just the like Lawrence just thoughts. like Christopher Robin, the movie didn't necessarily prioritize the things I wish it had. <laughs> <laughs> Good talk. Um, I was gonna say we're just dead now. I'm trying to find the article of the Paddington Bear dog. Um. John, where are you you feel like you've been on a roller coaster of emotions here with this movie. The more uh, we talk about it. S- some of this is hyperbole just for the sake of drama and entertainment. Um but okay. I will say I will say like so there are times when and I guess I mentioned this before, but again, there are times when Christopher Robin as an adult is interacting with Pooh and <laughs> um and uh he plays like Again, it's these Yoda-esque, like, sort of, like, statements of, like, oh, I like balloons because they make me happy. And it's just, like... And you hate happiness. Yeah. And I hate happiness. <laughs> the end. No. Um, 
and it's this it's this frustration I have with um, an easily construed message or an ease a message that can be easily misconstrued whereas uh, Winnie is advocating for <laughs> I'm happiness sorry. I'm sorry who is Winnie? A, he's a poo Ben he's a poo <laughs> um He's advocating for a. Contem- he's not a po- he's, poo. He's the poo. You, you could just call him Pooh Bear. Yeah, yeah that's Pooh Bear. Um, Pooh Bear is advocating for uh, contentment or a happiness that's based on like just simplicity, um, which is fine. Like, but that can also be easily construed for just like, oh, do whatever the fuck you want that makes you happy, because that's the only justification you need. Like it was, like. In in the in this movie's effort to make like happiness and contentment like an easy thing to grasp, they I think they actually like could have partly misconstrued it and made it more about just doing whatever you want, which I don't think is helpful. And so I don't think it was about do whatever you want. I thought it was about appreciating the things right in front of you. No, this no, and that's like I. Like, I guess my only argument is that, like, I see that and I get senses of that. But I think in some moments when they were trying to make, again, poo, like, Yoda-esque or whatever. Like, they just, they made his dialogue so short and sweet that it was, like, it was it was too truncated. It was too simple. It was too childlike. But that's just, just like, that's just poo being poo, man. I mean, exactly. <laughs> and I just, I I wasn't, like, I wasn't thrilled or so what you're saying is that who constipated your enjoyment of this movie <laughs> with his lack of substance choppy <laughs> with his choppy word plops <laughs> it, was just, it, was, it was just super corny like there was just corn it was everywhere. super corny <laughs> You know this. You just needed. Who needed some more greenery? And <laughs> there needed to be more fiber in the dialogue, guys. <laughs> there needed to be more substance. Well, I would think he was the moral fiber of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's probably muting his mic. <laughs> um, Ben, I'm gonna give you another. Is there anything else you want to shine on this before we wrap this bad boy up? Before we wipe? Before Uh. we flush it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just, I think this movie was really sweet. I think it was heartfelt. And um, as I said before, I just, it has all of this um, just crazy nostalgia and all these like feelings it brings up. But it never feels like it panders to it at any point, and that's that's kind of a miracle uh, nowadays um, in modern movies. I loved it, uh, and I, I just I I really hope people go out and see it. I hope we get a sequel, you know, a number two. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, the whole time you were talking, I was trying to figure out what I could make into poop puns. <laughs> um. I, I it seemed the people around me enjoyed the movie, so um, I I I you I might be on the wrong side here, 
Sounds like I'm definitely the least excited about know, it the, of the group. The Metacritic score, I think, was like it's, five something. Yeah, it's so. mixed. Like some people like it, some people. It's all over the all over yeah. the place. Um, I I still love the Winnie the Pooh Terrence Malick shot in the beginning where he's holding his hand and the. Um, I don't know if that was hilarious to me or ingenious to me. One or the other. This, hey, one thing I will but, say is like this this movie had some great cinematography um that was very intentional so um and it just the 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 cg for these characters were incredible like i'm i'm pretty good about picking out like computer generated images throughout a movie and it's like they'll stand out or a green screen will really catch me off guard and this this whole movie felt like the those characters really belonged there Agreed. They did a good job with that. Um, yeah. So that'll do it for Winnie the Pooh. Or no, what's this movie called? Christopher, Christopher Robin. Robin. Um, we're going to keep the new release train running next week with a last minute change to discuss the Meg. Woot woot! Um, giant sharks. And the transporter. And, and <laughs> Jason Statham. In wow. China. And what was what was Ruby Rose's character's name? Something like, something Jack. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, you said yeah. The Meg. Hold on, I'm gonna find it because it's amazing. Oh, this is the game that's on IMDb. But... <laughs> um, this movie is supposed to be B movie fun, and knows yeah, her that characters. Wait, where'd it go? Oh, it just says Jacks with two X's in it. Oh. Wasn't it like Jacks Herd or something? It, it was something else. It doesn't. I don't remember where I saw it initially, but it doesn't have her full name here. But it was something really stupid. <laughs> well, this movie will probably be really stupid, but maybe in the good way. Hopefully, in a Fingers good way. Fingers crossed. I just hope more people get eaten than they did in Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Which was a major letdown. So go see the Meg. That's what we're going to see. And come back next week. Hear what we have to say about it. You can find us at middleofrow.com. And you can find me at Zach Oldenburg. Wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter at, at the Grigsby Bear, Or you can follow all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at Another Rahul J. You can also follow us on Twitter for when we post written content or podcast episodes. And that's at middle of row, hashtag Nova. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees. And you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. And I just remembered that you guys, I wanted to bring this up earlier, but you guys should all look up uh, James Hans, his artwork. He does something called Wookie the Chew. And it's just like Chewbacca and um, Han Solo, but like Winnie the Pooh style. Like, so, it's Christopher Robin and Pooh, but Han Solo and Chewbacca. (laughs) It's pretty adorable. Go see the Meg. (laughs) And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road. Goodbye, farewell, be on your merry way. We are going to miss you every single day. So long, adieu. Think of you on land or sand or gravel.
we travel, unravel with small fun, with two, it's always me and you, and together we will stay. Dum 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 d